Accrediting Excellence, the international authority for professional coaching and mentoring, proudly presents both sides of the coin. Switching off both physically and emotionally is vital for our well-being. But when taking time out to reflect, assess and plan, how beneficial is it for our clients to be in a neutral or beautiful environment? Today we find out more. Welcome to Both Sides of the Coin, a podcast produced by the IAPC and M. We're a leading accreditation body and our aim is to increase public confidence and to raise industry standards by enforcing a rigorous accreditation process that ensures the quality of professional coaches and mentors. The podcast is aptly named Both Sides of the Coin because we talk to both a coach or mentor and one of their clients to explore both sides of the coaching mentoring intervention, what works and what doesn't. As the proverb says, iron sharpens iron. Before we get started, let me introduce myself. I'm Jenny Butter, your host and an accredited master coach, and I've been coaching for 10 years, mainly in the area of career transition and life coaching. Joining me today are Karen Libengut and her client Adeline O'Keefe. Karen is an accredited master coach, an accredited mindfulness teacher and supervisor, as well as a coaching mentor and facilitator. As part of her practice, Karen offers one-to-one life coaching and leadership coaching in one of London's parks and green spaces, as well as coaching immersion days in nature on the South Coast or in the beautiful Surrey Hills, which are located just outside of London. Karen's client, Adeline O'Keefe, is a part-time photographer who fell in love with photography as a child when her mother first handed her a box camera. As she approaches retirement age, Adeline has decided that she wants to turn her passion for photography into a business, which she can continue with many years to come. Welcome, both of you. I'm going to start with Karen, then flip over the coin and speak to Adeline. Karen, tell me about yourself. Thank you, Jenny. I'm really delighted to be here. You've already said a little bit. Um, I could probably add how I've come to taking my clients into nature, um, which often I don't really have a chance to um, talk about. But clients usually are curious about how I work and why I work with clients in nature. And this has really come about um, from a young age, I guess, when I experienced the beneficial impact nature has on my well-being. And regularly spending time in nature has become an important part of my life and has greatly supported um, my mental and uh, physical health. So coaching outdoors offers um, an embodied coaching experience. And I wanted to share that experience, that deeper um, way of being and engaging the whole body to my to my clients I wanted to share that experience with my clients so please could you outline for me how it works yeah it's a great question so um I ask clients to meet me mainly here in Victoria Park where I live in East London but also in other green spaces in London um, and to come with me uh, on a walk uh, and Obviously, I know where I'm going. I know the route. And we walk and talk. And occasionally, we would um, perhaps stop and pause to reflect or to go a little bit deeper or to sense into the body or indeed to open 
our gaze to look around, to take a broader perspective. So being in nature is hugely helpful because it slows us down immediately, it grounds us. And we now know also from research that it lowers the heart rate and lowers the stress hormone levels. So all of that uh, I tap into when I take clients into nature. And of course we are part of nature intuitively we know that it's good for us. And when clients arrive in nature, whether it's in London or on a, in a coaching immersion day outside London, clients know intuitively um, how beneficial it is. And often they make a sigh of relief as though they had sort of arrived somewhere good or arrived home, if you like. The... Typical coaching model is one where you leave a coaching session with a to-do list or goal set or timeframes, you know, dates and how we know you've achieved it. If you're walking, how is that captured or is it a different essence to what it might be if you were sat opposite somebody and say like um, a coaching meeting uh, in a business setting? This question is often asked also by my clients, what about taking notes and my experience is and my encouragement to clients is not to worry about notes. I always say to clients to bring a notepad, uh, ideally a paper notepad and a pen, and to take some time after our session, once we've walked and talked for an hour or 90 minutes, to then take 10 or 15 minutes to capture uh, what has come out of the session, what's emerged, what clients have learned, and to to write down the key um, learnings and key points that has come have come out of a session. And I do the same when I go home. I take some notes and write down the action points that the client has, com- has committed to doing. And when I go on a, a, a day's walk with a client, I ask clients to take a notepad and there will be breaks and pauses where I invite the client to perhaps write something down or reflect a little bit um, and I do the same so that works very well and often actually not worrying about taking notes takes away or gives a little bit more space to the session and takes away the worry about capturing everything because I believe that what is important what's important that comes out of the session will will stay with us yes I, I, I can I can understand that Tell me about the nature immersion days. Are they structured or do people go on their own journeys? No, they are structured. So if clients decide to travel with me, let's say to the, to the south coast of England, that's about you know an hour and 20 minutes from here, or to the beautiful Surrey Hills, west of London, we would meet at the, at the train station in London. And the journey on the train is part of the coaching journey. That's where, where the, when the coaching journey starts. And on the train, we would, um, and Adeline has experienced this because she's come with me on, the, on the, the train journey and then the hike in nature. On the train, we begin by exploring what it is that the, the client wants to explore, what the issue is, the area of exploration, the challenge, or where they feel they are stuck. And that happens on the train, which is actually a really lovely thing to do um, to start there, you know, what people want to explore. Then we look at what they ideally want to take away by the end of the day, what they want to have achieved, what their ideal outcome is. 
And then when we start walking, that's when the deep work starts, the deep conversation, when we look at, okay, what's actually happening? Tell me more about what's going on right now. And then looking at what's getting in the way of what you really want. And so as we walk and talk and pause and to look around and to let in the beauty around us and to open up to the right views, the coaching process unfolds and more understanding, more perspective taking is happening. And then towards the end of the day, we review, we look at where we've got to, and then the journey back is really to wrap up, to look at action points, commitments, and um, moving forward. What changes do you notice in, in your clients in maybe their stress levels or their body language from when they turn up to when they leave? having nature as that calming setting yeah it's actually a really nice process to witness often when people arrive they are perhaps um, feeling a little bit tense or apprehensive maybe even stressed from the busyness of daily life and arriving maybe after a full week um, often these days happens happen at the weekend so people have had a full week often uh, at work and at home so they arrive a little bit um yeah sort of in their head and busy and then as the day unfolds there's more and more relaxation going on and by the end of the day clients look <laughs> look very different more relaxed um the, the gaze has softened uh, they feel more spacious and that is also noticeable in the whole pace of talking and Clients often feel and sound more reflective, if you like, and have greater clarity of where to go next. And that really comes out in the whole body expression. Karen, you mentioned a couple of times about, you know, working with people to just stop and look at their surroundings to go Mm -hmm. deeper. What questions do you ask or what do you ask them to notice which might help them in that process? So often when we walk, Clients sometimes pause naturally, but sometimes when people are a little bit more uh, on a, on autopilot, that often happens at the beginning of a session when people are more, you know, marching, as I call it. I invite people to slow down and to perhaps connect to the breath and maybe even pause. And then I would ask, um, just take a moment and take a look around and also notice what's happening inside what's happening in the body right now, how you are feeling right now. These are some questions to help the client to connect a little bit more with their internal life and experience. And when it's a whole day, that's a beauty because there's more time to do that. Sometimes clients really appreciate that there is, that there are longer pauses or silences where they can really tune into what's actually going on and then I might ask some uh, further questions around the topic that could be around taking a different perspective or how what else might be possible for you now that you are looking around and having the space around you what else might be possible for you when you think about what's going on right now so these are powerful questions to change perspective on things and to have new ideas, uh, and a deeper understanding sometimes of what's actually going on. 
And you have a background in mindfulness. How do you bring that into your coaching immersion days? Coaching mindfulness work very well together. I bring it in um, in myself, if you like. So mindfulness really helps me to be attentive, to keep uh, sustained attention on the client, to listen carefully so that I can reflect back what clients are saying. And also in terms of working with my clients, it helps me to bring in little practices of helping clients to be in the present moment. So to help them connect to the sounds around them or to feel the feet on the ground, to connect to their senses, uh, to perhaps notice what's going on in their mind right now, what's going on in the body. So mindfulness is a wonderful practice to help us spend more time in the present moment and to see what's actually happening rather than what we think is going on in our life. So it helps me with particular inquiry questions of what's happening in the present moment. And I'm finding it very interesting that, you know, as you talk, you have such a slow, calm pace, which is so very different, you know, to to some of the other coaches I, I interview who are all with their different niches. And, you know, you can tell the personality is coming through and to why they're, they're good at that particular thing. You know, I can sort of feel myself being lulled almost into a place <laughs> of um, calm with you. So, Karen, what top tips have you got for other coaches who are fed up of Zoom and are considering moving their coaching practices outside? Yeah, this is a great question. I actually do get asked quite a lot by other coaches uh, who like my approach, who are interested in it. I'm always happy to speak to anyone who would like to know more about how I work because I really believe in this approach and I'd love to see more coaches taking their clients outside. So do get in touch. I think I want to share three tips really, and there are more, um, but three important tips are to anyone who wants to take their clients into nature is to reflect first of all on their own connection with nature and how much they enjoy being in nature because I think clients really pick up on um, whether we are really connected with nature and that we really love this approach and that it's not just a commodity if you like or a nice thing to offer or to do. I think we as coaches really need to love the land and nature and have the sense of being part of nature, not separate from it. And when we do, we just move and are so different in nature. We are so much more grounded and can really immerse ourselves in it, regardless of the weather and season. Um, And we are just part of it. So that's one tip I would um, say is really important that when we offer coaching outside to really think about why we want to do it. And then the second one is that we need to know the territory. So the walk, for example, I took Adeline on is on the South Coast and I know it by heart. I've done it many times. So it's really important that we do a recce, whether it's in our local park or somewhere else on the countryside. We do need to know where we are going so that the client can feel safe with us and they can trust us that we know the way and that they don't have to worry about it, particularly about getting lost. 
which is more important when you take clowns uh, out in the country into the countryside. And then the third tip is to ensure psychological safety um, and confidentiality. So I always take clients across the land, across the grass. I never stay on the busy uh, path or beaten tracks, if you like, so that um, I avoid that other people can overhear what, what is being said and discussed in the coaching, uh, coaching space. So that's important to ensure private space while being outside. And that works really well when we know uh, our territory. Thank you, Karen. My final question for you is, we live in Britain. What happens when it rains? Yeah, everybody asks me this question. Um, then my question is, it all depends on the clothing. And I say to clients, bring a raincoat, wear comfortable shoes, maybe wellies or walking boots, bring an umbrella and off we go and people love it. Usually clients say, oh yeah, all right, that's great, I'll do that. And in all these years of coaching outside, um, it's been 12 years now, I think I moved two sessions because of torrential rain. So it, it, it's very rare, though we've just had a lot of rain in the UK, it's very rare that it rains all day or for the duration of a whole session. And also in the summer, the trees offer beautiful shelter from the rain. People love that I work throughout the seasons and that I make the weather part of the experience. And people love something different. And a lot of people love a little adventure. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm going to flip over the coin and speak to Adeline. Adeline, tell me, first of all, actually, what you think about the elements of weather and how that adds to your coaching experience with Karen. Yes, thank you. I was just um, remembering that I don't think I've ever, we've never cancelled a session because of um, rain. And actually, I'm from an Irish background, so I absolutely love the rain. Um, the rain doesn't deter me in any way. Um, and as Karen just said, it actually adds to the experience because you're maybe walking in a different direction, maybe taking more shelter from the trees, but you also encounter wildlife um, sometimes a little bit more because the birds love the rain. They love to come out and, um, uh, you know, get worms out of the grass, etc. And um, yeah, dogs run up to you sort of wet and things like that. So um, the weather has never, ever put me off, uh, you know, going out. So uh, it's not it's not a problem. It hasn't been a problem for me, certainly. And so why did you want coaching? I wanted coaching because I have this passion for photography, um, as you said in your introduction, that I've had really all my life. And I've really never earned very much money from it. So I've I've always worked in an office environment, either in the charity sector or the commercial sector. So it's always been something almost like a hobby. Um, and I think now as I'm approaching retirement, I can see the potential for um, it being something that I can continue to do um, as I get a little bit older. Um, and obviously I enjoy it so much. Um, but it's just, it's a little bit, um, I wouldn't say it's a regret, but it is 
something that's kind of always been sort of bubbling away in the background that I've never sort of brought right to the foreground. So um, it's just something that I can see now. Now is now is a good moment for me to sort of move this forward a bit. And so why did you choose Karen and her method of coaching? Why was that right for you? In the beginning, it was slightly accidental because a friend of mine uh, worked in the same building that Karen had been working in. And this friend who was an osteopath told me about Karen. So I looked up her website and the fact that it was outdoors uh, in a green space, um, that immediately um, uh, got my interest. Um, I had a taster session with uh, with Karen, which was half an hour, I think, if I remember rightly, over the telephone, where um, you get the chance just to explore um, what you might want to do um, and to see whether, you know, we're compatible to work together. And, um, and I immediately um, realized she was somebody that could really, really listen and um, that appealed to me as well and the sort of the, the the coupling of the amazing listening and the idea of walking through a park with birdsong and trees about the place those two things together really um, made me realize that this was something that was going to really work for me. If you're commuting to a green space or it's a full day it obviously takes quite a lot of commitment how do you feel about that from your personal perspective? Um, I'm not a fan of Zoom, I have to say. I don't like um, staring at a screen for long periods of time. And um, it, it just, it, it, it's, not, it's not a consideration for me, the, the traveling time. That's sort of all part of it because I'm preparing myself. I'm making, I'm sort of thinking, I'm thinking about, the appointment I'm going to. So I'm focusing on and thinking about, you know, what do I want to explore today with Karen? What what are my needs? You know, do I have any needs or am I just going, um, which I do from time to time, just arrive with a completely open um, feeling about um, what what we're going to explore? I, I often don't know exactly what we're going to, ex- what I'm going to bring to the interaction so um yeah zoom it's not it's not a it's not something that um is an issue for me um traveling to a green space it's a joy (laughs) that's lovely to hear and from your experience and the questions that she asks you and the mindfulness approach that she brings what do you then take away that stays with you through the next week or couple of weeks um, so much really, um, quite hard to put into words. I think one of the things that stays with me a lot is the sort of relaxed, uh, the, the relaxed approach that Karen has, which rubs off on me and helps me feel relaxed. I'm somebody who's suffered from anxiety and still do to us to a, uh, an extent have, you know, I, I I suffer a little bit with anxiety, not majorly so, but enough to stop me doing things that bring me joy from time to time. So I um, I, I find the pace of walking um, and the feeling of relaxation 
even though I am actually working because I'm I'm bringing something to discuss and um, I, I'm being listened to. So I, I think the relaxation, the feeling of relaxation at the same time of, of knowing that I am actually quite active, I'm act- actively um, being listened to, but I'm actually actively, um, you know, bringing forth my ideas and, um, you know, th- uh, things that I want to discuss, things that I know will help me, um, that, that, that will help me get my photography um, more into focus. So um, it, it's also the small steps that, um, the small steps that I'm able to take after having explored issues that are preventing me, you know, from taking those small steps. So all of that within a within an environment of feeling relaxed, and you know, in a, in a natural environment with birdsong and um, nature all about, um, I just find it um, it helps me to actually do something rather than just talk about things. What a great discussion. Thank you so much, Karen and Adeline. And I love the way that you ended that, Adeline, saying actually it helps me to, you know, to assess and then to, to do it and rather than just thinking it, it's really, really nice. If you would like to work with Karen or to find out more about her work, then she can be contacted via her website, greenspacecoaching.com. We're confident that anyone who attains an international authority for professional coaching and mentoring accreditation will be among the very best that the profession has to offer. So if you're someone who's interested in having some coaching and mentoring and want to find an accredited coach, mentor or training provider, or if you're a professional who's interested in becoming accredited, then please go to our website, coach-accreditation.services. And finally, if there's a topic that you would like me to cover on future episodes of Both Sides of the Coin, then I would love to hear from you. My email, jenny.podcast at coach-accreditation.services. Bye for now.